te tangata e akuana ki te kainga, tauana ki te marae. A person who is taught at home will stand collected on the marae. Ena iwe o te motino mai hara mai ki tenei hotaka a te ahika. Ko marae rakrakua hau. Ko Justine Maria hau, this is Te Ahika, bringing you stories about Ngā Kaupapa Māori. Ngā Kaupapa Māori. And that's what's had me into Taitukero over the past week, where I pretty much roamed up and down, around and across the tail of the fish, Te Hiku o Te Ika. Justine, on the other hand, was in Te Papa Ioia, Palmerston North. Are you having fun today? Aye, get the bike. Yeah, yeah, having a good fun. Yeah, what's your favourite? What's your favourite game so far? Ah, uh, the Mokumara What's Kumara? Kumara Parareka. Kumara Parareka. Mickey, what does it mean to be a Komatsua Yenewa? Awesome, awesome. I love it. I love it. I'm in my seventies now, late seventies, and I love it. You know, he he. She was affectionately known in her community as Nani Huikahu, but for the rest of us, she was the smiling public face of the Patia Māori Club. In acknowledgement of her death last month, we have an archival recording from 1988 of Delvania's Prime talking about the success of, that's right, Poirier. Um, but um, Poirier got released in Sweden three weeks ago and it's getting lots of airplay. <laughs> yeah. so, so it's a good time for the, for, for the album, I think, to come out. That's what's coming up in tonight's edition of Te Ahika. <laughs> Te Aika, Radio New Zealand National. Imagine being defined over and over during your lifetime by a brief period of time when you were a teen or in your early 20s. I don't know if I'd like to be reminded constantly about my teens or early 20s, but then I was at secondary school and university, and these men were in foreign countries fighting in a war. These soldiers of the 28th Māori Battalion have travelled to Taupo with their wives and whānau for a reunion that are now held yearly as many are in their 80s and 90s. I'm in a motel room in Taupo, waiting for the first interview of the day. My recording gear is set up. I'm trying to lessen the intimidation factor. Nothing worse than being confronted with microphones and a very focused interviewer. There's something endearing about the subject. He's shy at first, and his son sits in the background every now and then, interjecting to clarify something. My name is uh, Matthew Love. come from Marlborough Sounds. Actually, uh, our old people uh, came from uh, Parihaka. That was under the auspices of our Tipunuk, uh, Tifiti. And Tifiti. You picked me up straight away. But uh, the love came into before that uh, from uh, John Hager Love. He, he was a, a businessman, businessman, I think he was a preacher, because he got on well with the married people up there. And uh, 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 so they uh, had quite a, a good marriage and all that kind of thing. But uh, I had a good life in the sounds, really. How long were you there for? I um, spent my primary school days down there. So by the sounds, are we talking about the islands? Yes. Like the, where French pass yeah. and Devil Islanders? Oh, Durban Lion's all part of the sounds, yes. Yes. They're on the outskirts. But uh, uh, our people were... Uh, they they got involved down there in, in the whaling business, really, yeah. My grandfather was Mark what I love, but uh, he brought me up. But uh, he sent me to... I'd won a scholarship, and he sent me to 
St. Patrick's College, Silver Stream. Oh, and Wellington. And I think that's one of the things that, that, things that he done for me that uh, led me along a, a lot of paths, you know. Um, he was a great old man. Uh, like uh, the discipline those times was, we think, is so old-fashioned. But, you know, if I come home late after school as a young fella, uh, you didn't come straight home from school and do your calls? Oh, no, Grandad, I would have been in. <laughs> oh, well, there was always a giggle in the family. Go to bed, no tea. Then there's another one gets a nickname from me, was the grandmother, his wife. Her name was Mother Pure, that means death. Mother Pure Love. Anyway, no, what was her? What was that kid's name I talk about, Maddie? Tudama. Eh? Tudama. yeah. But anyway, uh, I named her back to those days, was, uh, she was my kiss me goodnight. Sergeant Major, because when the old man's called asleep, he's snoring, he said, oh, she bring my tea in bed. That's for the giggle in the family. <laughs> so you didn't go to bed hungry? Well, you know, I'll carry on <laughs> with that story back to him. I wouldn't go on leave, uh, you know, uh, wouldn't go on leave in, in Wellington on my way through to go overseas because he'd, 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 he'd stop me. So uh, I kept quiet, got on the boat. He would have stopped you from going to war. Stopped me from going. Too young. And I got to uh, Fremantle and I rang him up. And that's you, Pop? Yes. I'm bringing you from Fremantle. What do you think? Have you gone that bloody far? You might as well carry on. But he was all for the war, war, war effort and everything. I couldn't get home to him quick enough. How old were you? Uh, I suppose uh, when I went over, I must have been about 17, you see. So I'm 86 or 87 now. Uh, so we, we are the, the young fellows that got away. And, uh, and uh, got over there... Uh, we caught the, the last of the El Alamein thing in in, 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 in in the desert. I could tell a lot of good stories on that one. But anyway, we got over to uh, to Italy, and uh, we soon found out that it wasn't on a holiday. <laughs> but uh, I think. We go back to Granddad again. He uh, sent me to St. Pat's and I, and I, I took French. I got to Italy, well, I, I picked up the Italian language pretty quick. And that got me around with the, with the Italian people, knowing the language. Used to send quite a few dollars home to Mum, pounds, I call it then. Uh, and uh, then they stopped it. They didn't put me in jail. They cut it down to two. Two pounder every time you wrote a letter. Was it jailable if you sent money home? Well, if we if we said too much, if you're running little businesses over there. And, and little little side businesses. Yeah, they were. <laughs> it was selling old clothes to people, to the Italians. That, that were coming in, they were supposed to go to the dump in the army and all that kind of thing. So uh, anyway, uh, we got through with that and, and to cut the story, when I did get home, it was poor old mum was there and anyway, the old fellow said, well, you've been a good boy, you went over there, well now you can do what you like, what you want to do. Uh, oh, I want to go back to up to Hawke's Bay. And because uh, mum, in, in those days, Mum used to have a little, a few pennies in a, in a, in a handkerchief and she put it down in here, that's her purse. <laughs> but anyway, she said, I'll draw that out for you and uh, before you go up to Hawke's Bay. I had a girl in mind 
And anyway... Uh, <laughs> of course. Of course, yeah. <laughs> Better put that in. Anyway, I uh, don't want to be too long on this. Um, we... Um, so I said, oh, well, all right then, Mum. She said, I've got it all here. I had about well, eight, nine thousand pounds. You're a millionaire. And, anyway, and I said, no, Mum, you go and draw it out. And I got a job up up, up in Hawke's Bay at Tamorna. You give me a hundred pounds, that'll last me to my next first pay. To my payday, next payday. And you have the rest of your life. The most money you had in your life. That's even a lot of money now. I don't know, it's not the first time you heard this. No, no, not there. Yeah. So uh, that's the one I give her anyway. My uh, kiss me good night, so I did my joke all it. But there was a lot of other little things that, that happened. Quite a few of the officers looked after me. So, Matt, love, I can see that you're wearing a badge and it yeah. says D Company 12th Reinforcement and yeah. then it's got your number underneath it. Yeah. Where did you enlist? Oh, uh, yeah. I joined up here. I got mixed up with the Ropio crowd up here, up in uh, Hastings. And and, and then I, I used to go down to uh, Prongahau a lot, Mix, mixed up there with the Shasha family, they called him, CC a lot. And uh, he was a fellow that came out here as an Italian and, 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 and married. Married lady. into a Māori whānau. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, and I got mixed up with that crowd, and then next minute we were all on the boat. Just like that? Yeah. Like that. 17 years old, yeah. just like that. Charlie lost his legs at the casino. I remember going and picking him up, brought him home. He always looked after us, Charlie says here. Yeah. Big boxer fella, older than us, he, he mothered us. Looked out, gave us things, gave us money. Uh, we were a chap worth remembering. Worth remembering. And so you all joined up, and where was the oh, first yes. place that you went to? Yeah. Oh, there was part of the things that we were, the family would have been against it, but. Uh, uh, Why would your family to, have been against it? Well, because they, 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 they wouldn't have liked it earlier. Because Colonel Love, he was killed over there at, at Alamein. He, he was the first commander of the Mary Battalion, Colonel Tui Love. He's a relation Te of yours. Tefiti, you get back oh, to the Pariyakarta. Oh, Tefiti Yes. Tefiti mai. that's the name of that, yes. Uh, I don't like to be too loud on that, I it. You know, I call it a fucker. I don't want that. But anyway, uh, I'll put in a word for, for Colonel Tiwi Love because uh, he did get smacked at the casino. They brought him back and uh, he refused to, to go. They, they take him straight in. He took it, he, he got it, the, he put himself in the queue, quite a long queue, and uh, he died. He died while he was in the queue. In the queue. And, um, and he could have gone straight to the front of the line because there right. was a colonel. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think that 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 he deserved an honour on that alone. Uh, but uh, and that's one of the reasons your family wouldn't have been supportive of you joining the yeah. army. Yeah, the fellows that looked after me over there was the likes of uh, Bill Mohi. He was from. Uh, uh, I knew it, yeah. Uh, uh, Pucky Pucky. And, uh, yeah. And, uh, oh, many, many, many of those kind, kind of fellas, you know. And one of the colonels, one of the colonels, Peter Oatere, I think that's worth mentioning because of the, the trouble he eventually got into. When he came back. Uh, I can talk highly on him. He was a good man. Much you love in an interview I did in 2010. 
Hare atu rai te pō, Matiu. Haere, haere, haere. Nā mihi aroha ki te whānau a Matiu Love. He hoia o te rua te kau māwaru. Remember the Ron Howard movie Cocoon back in the 80s? Lots of old folk at a retirement village who find a swimming pool filled with alien egg-shaped cocoons. Anyway, after swimming in it, they start to feel the effects of the energy emitted from the cocoons, becoming more youthful, sicknesses get healed, and basically they regain a zest for life. Now, the komatua you're about to hear from don't need a swimming pool or alien cocoons. They just ooze it. Joie de vivre, and for an afternoon, Justine lapped it up at their Hakina Kina Sports Day. But hold your horses, this Hakina Kina is about Nga Tākaro Māori, Māori Games. Um, and all we've got to do is throw it from this line here, from a bit of a spin, and land it on the target. Anywhere on the mat will count. Tāpai, one point. Okay. Have a practice till it starts, and then we're away. In the Manawatu in Palmerston North, you wouldn't think so, but on a Friday morning, I'm in the Arena 3, and it is buzzing. It is absolutely buzzing with about 100-plus komatua. Now, if you're not too sure what the word komatua means, uh, it's our elders, and they've gathered here from Hamilton down to Pornike or Wellington here to play Māori Hākinakina or Māori sports games. And right now, I'm going to uh, talk to Lovey Hodgkinson, who is one of the main organisers here, and she'll explain to me what these hākinakina are about and the purpose of the hākinakina o ngā kaumātua. Kia ora, Lovey. Kia ora. Now, Lovey, um, so you're really part of the, the organising team. This event here is the kaumātua hākinakina, and it's, it's showcasing... Our traditional games, the Māori's focus on all our games, first time up in New Zealand. And so in front of us, we're on the um, Arena 3 here in Manawatu Arena. There are actually 24 teams here represented from around the Motu, not including the South Island, as far away as Auckland, down to Wellington. In terms of the Hakinikina traditional, which is sports, what's, what's, uh, what are the games that are, they're playing the games that we're featuring here today are based on what the rangatahi play on the uh, kiorahi, and but these ones that we're playing are tailored to suit Komata with a few additional ones thrown in, like the um, kohatu wera, hangi stones. <laughs> Sounds fabulous. What, what's that game about? It means that they have to get their kohatu on, the, on their shovel, which is a plastic shovel, and throw their kohatu into a hangi basket. That's the skill. It's trying to hit the hangi basket, look for it first, and get the get the kohatu kairoto. And so all these games were yes. played back in the ra, back in the days. Absolutely, in the old days. Yes, a lot of them. If you only to walk around and you'll see them on there. There's uh, what we know as noughts and crosses, and um, I can't think of the Māori word at the moment, but um, they're all featured on the floor today. So if we go around, you'll have a look. We're going to have a walk around and have a look. With you? Yes. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. Paparere. Oh, paparere. Paparere. It's about throwing a, uh, a woven disc into a, a kōnong and of various sizes, and they score. This is how the children... Our version of the, the frisbee. Of oh, a frisbee? The frisbee. Aye. It's a frisbee. So they score by getting it into the, into the kōnong. That's paparere. That's what they call it. Low impact. These are all low impact games uh, for our komato. So it's about having fun. But back in their youthful years, this was quite serious. But today, you'll hear them say it's all about having fun. Memories are coming back. You know what they used to play when they were children. And so, in front of us, we have a komato group dressed in the yellow t-shirts. That's um, Kokiri, the Malay Kokiri in Wellington, down in the hut. And that's Palmerston North competing with them. That's one of our teams from Palmerston North. We're in the our feather. What's in at the Kemu Tour? The object of the lesson is to stand behind a designated area and try and aim your uh, land your poi on the target. <laughs> so we have the Komatsu group dressed in blue. And this is Ratna. And I'm not going to Ratana, and I'm not quite sure the group. Oh, hang on, I'll find out. 
And so they're just uh, standing there with a big blue poi swinging it, hoping to get onto the... Uh, hoping to get it onto the, into the other end of the, the poi tour. And this is poi tour. So I'm with lovely Hodgkinson and we're uh, walking around the games here at the Komatsua Hakina Kina in Palmerston North. This game of Kimu over here is called, um, it's the, the modern version of Portakata, the spinning top. Portakata. And the, the idea of that was in the old days they used to use a pine cone with a needle underneath and they used to whip it with a bit of harakiki, the toter, and used to whip it and keep it spinning. But we've got the modern version over there. It's screwed up with a little, uh, I think they call the bay blades. <laughs> Easier for our co-marcher to handle. But the concepts is the same. And this is the Te Wakapu Whenua from Taumarunui. Taumarunui Kikuna. And that's one of our local groups, Hybrian Forces. This is called um, Poi, Poi Tour um, e, e Tokuturu. Now the object of this game is to throw your poi towards your component and then to catch the tota, the tail end of the poi. Not necessarily a ball, but for the komatua, we allowed them to catch the poi itself, you know. But the challenge in the old days was to throw the poi and to your component and they were to catch the tail of the pool. So we're just moving around the Arena 3. I can see signs, superstars. Really an obstacle course for our uh, mobility scooters. Um, that's pretty standard. Catching fish. Catching fish. There's other obstacles in there, and our nannies have got to get past it with these long rods to try and just get the eka. If they get all the other stuff in there, there's no points. They've got to get the he eka. This one here, here right in front of us, it's an old game that goes right back, and we're talking a lot of years here, Te Tupe Ararato. Te Tupe Ararato. It's Kekurata, Te Ngotene Kemu. And the object of the lesson, each player is given three um, points, because it is a game of points. But this, in our day, we had five. Five points, not kotei. So this is, and it goes back to the pre-war years where this game was created. But it was another name, the Rarato is not exactly the real name, but I won't go on here on that one. So, lovely, were these games played um, on the par? These were played pre-European, a lot of them. And who, who put this all together for um, the day? For the day, it came out of our Kiorahi um, team, which is on site with Atbeske Whakapai Hauora. Our boys are a health promotion team, and this is what they they, they specialise in, is the Kiorahi game. And some of these games have come from them, some of them are games that we've got from the website and other areas, and gone back into our history books to, to generate these games. So, Lovie, how long does it take to organise a, a komatua hākinakina? Uh, for this one, it's taken us approximately three months, but to be realistic, that's not a long time frame. Most of our, well, any event like this, it's a major event. You, get, you really need a 12-month period of time. And though we knew we were, we were going to do one, um, I only really had about three months to do the actual preparation. A lot of it prior to that was all paperwork. Um, but it really needs more time than that. You need 12 months. And I'm sure in 12 months we would have fine-tuned it. We had the ideas from our rangatahi, our younger team, and I think it's about balancing about where, what Komatra really, really want. They're not here, they're not really competitive. They're here to have a good time. Yes. You know, it's all about having fun. And keeping active. And keeping active. I mean, a lot of them are, are medically challenged. In fact, I would say 99% of them are medically challenged. And, you know, it's, 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 it's low impact for people in wheelchairs. It's user-friendly. And it's about bringing our komato off the, off the couch, you know, and mm. bringing them out to have a day. And I know that at a high percentage of those people have travelled travel far and wide for that particular... From Hamilton, wow. Absolutely. And yeah. we've been doing this for nine years, so we see it's eight years or whatever it is, and we're seasoned travellers. Yeah. yeah. And so when you put the tunnel, the karanga out to the komato group of, of the North Island, really, because um, there's no komato groups from the South Island, I mean, um, is it easy to, to collate all these um, komato who are really our, our living taonga under this roof and to get them here safely and to coordinate everything? Um, 
collation, I've really been following by the standards of what's been set by uh, the Rauaua Trust, Charitable Trust in Hamilton. They've done a really good job. It's not iwi focus, it's about Māori. It's about our kaumato, wherever, no matter, nor hekwe, that's what they do. And they've really put it together as a package deal and a health service. Primarily, they're the only one I know in the country that actually focuses on kaumatua. And the, I know that they feature something like 500 kaumatua that they nurture, and it's called Heimanaki Kaumatua, the Tinata, the Korokirato. This is my first year. Our service has only been going primarily and uh, from January of 2012. So, you know, we're only a few months down the track, and um, this is the first time this particular event with Kopapa Māori Focus Games in there have ever been featured anywhere in New Zealand. Yeah, I love it. So, you know, I'd like to think we've got an ownership, a change, and it's about what they want, not what we want, it's what they want. They put the tournament out there and say, can you make it something that we would enjoy? So I said, if we did Komatu Games that you guys can remember, would you play? answer was yes and I really believe that's the reason why these games are successful today it's because what they want you know um, I've got teams that have never been here before mm. and it's just really heartwarming to see them just enjoying the day you know even though we've had some pretty hairy moments in there <laughs> you know and uh, I had two teams because we said 10 per team you know and you tell a Matua, but we're the same group and when you split them into two teams, oh no, they only want to be one team, so you get one team of 20. And I love the way that there's a bit of you know, camaraderie from their particular little hill area with their different uh, kākahu, all their clothes, oh, all their colours. Oh, absolutely. Their That's banners. absolutely a must. They've got to come down there, so they've got to strut their stuff as the word we begin. And we had them for tea last night, 100 for barbecue tea last night at Best Care Whakapaiho Order. Oh, so they stayed in Marae last night? Uh, no, they weren't staying. They weren't staying in, my, in their oh, right, motel. In the, so the right. people that arrived early, I said, come on down, rock on down to Best Care Whakapaiho, we'll come down for a barbecue. So over 100 people turned up. I was only catering for 80. <laughs> However, we fed them all, and they came down, and I brought some our Māori boys in from local boys, sang some our version of the how they call it the barbecue the barber singers. Oh, you call a cappella quartet. Oh, is that what you call it? Well, they was we had some here last night. Our own local boys, beautiful, absolutely beautiful. So uh, it's been just a flow-on effect of enjoyment here. Kapai, yeah. kia ora lovey. So you're one of the main organisers. I'm going to let you get back into Thank the arena and I'm going to go for a little hikwe haere and uh, hopefully some of the komatu will have a bit of a little kōrero Absolutely. With me. <laughs> Speak to the audience. I'm sure <laughs> so I'm here at the komatu a Kina, and in front of me there is a game played on mo- mobility scooters. <laughs> it's really... <laughs> It's really cool to see, actually, because the rule of the game is to get within the um, the lines or the boundaries. And you can hear some of the music being played here at the Arena 3. Uh, but of the Yandel Sisters, Sweet Inspiration. Hey, whakangahau inga hunga kua taimai ki o ngā kemu. Uh, where are you from, Makui? Uh, I'm from Waitara, Maiamai, North Waitara. Waitara, kia ora. So, what, what's your group playing at the moment? What hakinikina? Uh, mobility scooter course. And what do they have to do? They have to touch a little button on the right side of the scooter, going front and back. Are they enjoying them, themselves today? They are having a ball. I think they're just about tired because we were up at half past three this morning. <laughs> so you travelled this... To get here. Oh, OK. How many, how many komatsua make up your uh, ropu, your group? Te komarui konei. Twelve, here. Te ropu tuarui kora. Oh, so this is the second group here. Aye. Oh, OK. So e, e, uh, so tokohia ngā... ngā a komatua katoa. We ono pia. Okay, so 26 komatua travelled from Waitara here to compete in the komatua he kakinakina. Kia ora, what's your name? Uh, Tiny McLeod. Tiny. Ana. Kia ora. Which, which, where are you from? From Marakanata. What's the name of your komatua group? Uh, Rawakore. Rawakore. Uh, what is this? Um, have you had fun today? Oh, beautiful. We've been here for the, now this is our fourth time we've been here. 
time now. What, the fourth time? Yeah. Cheers. And what, what game did you just play? Uh, catching the point. <laughs> Tiny, what is it? What does the word komatua mean to you? Oh, it means a lot. Uh, it's lovely seeing all the komatuas enjoying themselves. So you haven't seen the best yet. <laughs> <laughs> so yet to come the entertainment time. Miki Maru Miki Maru no Rangitane. Miki Maru no Rangitane. Are you having fun today? Aye, get the bike. Yeah, yeah, having a good fun. Yeah. What's you know. your favourite what's your favourite game so far? Uh the Kahiru. What's a Kumara? Kumara Parareka. Kumara Parareka. Miki, what does it mean to be a Komatsua i Inewa? Awesome. Awesome. I love it. I love it. I'm in my 70s now, late 70s, and I love it. You know, it's a way to win it. And, you know, get the bike. You know, oh, get the bike. We enjoy it. All the Komatsuas around here, get the bike. Are you meeting new Komatsua and, like, uh, meeting long so Kwatima Tatakemu. That was Miki Maru who's uh, playing bowling at the moment. Kia ora. I'm from Waikato Hamilton. Row Awa Awa. Kapai. Gee, that's a long long way from home. About what, eight hours? Well, yeah, yeah, like we stop here and there. Yeah, of course. Yes. 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 Stopped in what? Where did you where were your stops? Was one of them um, Rotsurua, Tauru? Um, oh, yeah, yeah, so you come that way. So you're from Hamilton. Are you from a particular marae or...? Um, no, um, I'm from up Ngāpuhi, but... Pardon? I'm from up Ngāpuhi in up north, but we I live there at the moment. Oh, OK. Yes. Choice. So this is your little... This is your group that you're this with here? group, yeah. How many of you travelled down? Uh, about, say, 15. Ooh. Yes. In your Kaumatua vans? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so what's the um, what's your favourite part about this Komatoa Hakinakina day? Um, it's just getting together and you know it's just it's a game, it's sports. We're just here to play, get to know everybody, you know. Yeah. And isn't it awesome that the Hakinakina the traditional games near? Hi. But actually, it's quite competitive this time. We have never done this before. We've had other games before, but this is very. Trying. <laughs> All those Waikato Tainu are competitive, eh? Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, well, yes. <laughs> kia ora, kia ora, thank kia you. Ora. I'm at Te Hauora Pauhere Tanga. Kia ora, Maria. Kia ora. So, whereabouts is your rupu from? Uh, from Ngamutu Taranaki, Nuparemata. Oh, ni. And how many of you came down? Kaumarua. Uh, Oh, you're yeah, about 22 from Taranaki. Are you are your Komato enjoying their day? Aera. Tuturu. Tuturu. <laughs> Kia ora. Kia ora, Maria. Justin Murray at the Komato Hakinakina, and I'm uh, at the Komato Ropu with the orange tea hearty on. Kia ora. Kia ora. Kia ora. Ania, where are you from? We are from Natiruna, East Taranaki. Kapai. How many Komatsu came down? Uh, only one, and then it was only nine. And so um, they're all enjoying themselves? Oh, are you like the chaperone? Oh, yes, I'm the chaperone. <laughs> they were up at half past four this morning, oh. ready to go. Are they a tough bunch to oh, handle? They're hard, tough, <laughs> tough bunch. Yeah, yeah. Lying. <laughs> <laughs> What's the um, best thing about these um, this get together, really? Oh, it's to get the you know support with each other, yeah, and, the, and get them active, I suppose. Yeah, because yeah. it's actually very, very. It's quite tiring. I'm, I'm absolutely at it. <laughs> I'm the youngest of them. 
Okay, Justin Murray here at the Komatua Hakina. Kina, kia ora. Kia ora. Kia ora. What's your name? Tony Kirk. Kia ora, Tony. Where, which group are you from? We're from Lower Hutt. Kokiri. Oh, Kokiri Marae? Yeah. Oh, kapoi. So how, how have you been finding the Komatua Hakina? Oh, great fun. Just the whole thing, eh? Be active, not not sit around at home and watching TV. No good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, Tony, what does it, what does being a komatsua mean to you? What do you think your, well, your role is? Try and help the younger ones. You bring them on, eh? Because Maori tango is starting to, to, to fade a bit. Like, uh, from our age group, there's nobody after us, but we've got to bring that up, bring that forward, eh? A lot of it could be done, done at the schools. Marais, when I was a kid, eh? When I was a kid, we always went to funerals and all that. Sit with the commander, look and learn. Eh? That's what they put these things here. <laughs> the ears. Kia ora, Tony. What's been your favourite game? Oh, there's about three or four of them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Choice day. Can be. And it's good that there's a hakina kina Māori here. Kia ora. Yeah. And that's the Komatua hakina kina here at the Arena 3 Manawatu, playing all sorts of Māori traditional games, Māori hākinakina. And uh, if you'd like to see photos, believe you me, there are some hard case photos. Head to our webpage, radionz.co.nz forward slash te ahika. Wendelvanius and the late Ngoingoi Pefeirangi collaborated on a concept of the show, a kurokura, signifying the symbol of peace, was chosen as a title. However, the show is now named Poi Air, and I asked Delvanius the reason for the name change. Well, I think um, we had lots of, of, of reasons for doing that, mainly is, is because um, it was the hit single. Um, Akuro Kuro was also a hit single, but m less accessible, I think, maybe to the Americans and to the, to the British audience. Um, and it was merely a marketing thing. Um, on the advice of our our record company here in New Zealand and America and Australia, and so the um, you know negotiations are, are at, at this time um, on at the process and getting it released in America to coincide with that um, huge Pacific Festival celebration it is. Um, but um, Poirie got released in Sweden three weeks ago and it's getting lots of airplay. <laughs> yeah. So so it's a good time for the for for the album I think to come out. The actual launching on the 29th of January. Mm -hmm. That's going to be a huge occasion at Bukakawa, uh, isn't it? Yes, it's. And have you have you chosen that 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 particular four day festival, sort of specifically to to sort of launch <coughs> to to launch the album mm. because of the Maori groups being there and so on? Yes, yes. Well, there's going to be Tani there's going to be Kara Pefairangi, Aotearoa, Moana, and ourselves, and there's a high representation of Maori artists. Um, of course, Neon Picnic is like the sweet. It's the old Sweetwaters Festival. Um, on the main, and we're on the main stage, which is unheard of, because mm. every time they've had Māori groups, they've always thrown them on the side. And so when I negotiated with the people, um, I said, these are the conditions that we must appear on the main stage. Uh, and so the, the real, for me, is going to be exposed to uh, an audience. A lot of people think, think that the younger rocker audi rock audience are not um, acceptable to things Māori. I think they are more acceptable, probably, than your, your middle class, um, you know, uh, and, and the yuppies, so to speak. Um, because um, they see... Um, they're not embarrassed... About reporting, you know, about having a rapport with Maldives. I, for me personally, this album is, is, is either it's going to be a breakthrough because um, traditions are set in, in, in people who have um, firm um, conditioning by their grandparents, their grandparents, their grandparents, right? There is a new generation of New Zealander, I'd like to think. Um, where the old rednecks are, are, are a dying part, 
you know, a dying age. Um, and this really has tra- has um, shown through in musical acceptance of things Māori. I think if anyone doesn't accept things Māori, it's the Māori's themselves um, in a lot of ways. You know, they go, oh, hekama, that's not Māori. You know, and so there's this, there's this immediate criticism of it because, one, it's alien. Uh, it's alien because they have never been... They're, they're not exposed to it. And so... Um, you take, for example, um, um, a Māori child who likes Michael Jackson, right, with bad. Now, what we've done basically is use the same instrumentation that Michael Jackson uses, synthesizers, synth drums, all that rubbish, right? And then we've just thrown a Māori singer on top of it, right? But you see, um, and so if someone who is a real purist Māori, and we have a few of those. I get phone calls from them all the time. Um, um, that's fine with me, you know, and, I, and my attitude, they'll ring me up and say, oh, but what you're doing isn't this. And I said, oh, yeah. And so when Mickey Mouse comes on and, um, you know, play school and what now, do you turn the TV off? That's what I want to know, right? How many programs, um, you know, are in Kohanga Reo, uh, television programs in the Reo? I says, come on, come on, you know. I says, we are catering. I says, um, we are catering for a minority audience. But you know why it's minority? Because you choose to give it that status, right? By not buying Māori, by not supporting the kaupapa. You're the one. I said, it's not. I said, I said, I can totally understand why a Pākehā isn't going to buy a party of Māori record. I says, but you, there's no excuse. You should be up there right now buying it right now, as far as I'm concerned, if you're so concerned about the direction of Māori, the tikanga Māori, the preservation of the real. Because that's what we are dealing with. We are dealing in a, me- a medium that is going to perpetuate our, our lifestyle. I totally support um, the new Māori network. Even though I have had heaps of run-ins with the broadcasting corporation, right? But there's a method to that math, to my madness, and that is to say, you know, don't talk about it. Let's get the damn thing going. I also um, would totally would support any other independent source that is going to set themselves up um, in, in as a Māori radio station or Māori whatever. There's room for everybody. Right, just 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 like um, and for for me, there's room for people to, for this music, you know, to to either relate to the music if they want to. You you relate to things if you want to relate, um, you know, and 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 I firmly believe that. So the tracks we're going to be hearing from you from your album, the one to be the one to be released in the end of January. Well, we've if, got, if, because, yeah. if, if, if people do want, want want to get copies of the stage, it's a matter of waiting. Then is it until the twenty ninth? Uh, well, no. Um, the cassette of the album of the album. There's going to be a cassette on sale from the fourteenth of December. Okay. Um, from January the 29th, there will be a single, which will be Ngoi Ngoi. There will be a contact, con, um, compact disc, which has been digitally recorded. So the album was digitally mastered, um, and then we're going to uh, release. The album, which has a, a gatefold cover, lovely, lovely pictures of us all around the world, and uh, me with Linda Evans from Dynasty, and all this, this, you know, all this posing number of party Māori all over the world in New York at Māori and things like this. Um, and then there's going to be a um, a uh, a little lift out memoriam to Ngoi. Okay, and then of course there's going to be a credit page, which um, when we've finished this interview, you will help me compile. <laughs> um, so, so it's going to be, I think, a collector's item. Mm. I notice that Party of Māori has dropped the word club from their name, Delvanius. Mm-hmm. Any any particular reason? Well, our agents in America and England, when we were, we went to London in 1986, um, our agent, we did a benefit concert. One of the highlights of the concerts was a, a thing called the Nelson Mand- Sounds of Mandela, which was a, um, a fundraising thing for Nelson Mandela's legal expenses. And there were people like Hugh Masakila, who was a famous Trump, black African Trump, um, Miriam McKeever, who I'm sure you must know of Pata of fame and ourselves um and um when, when we got to the venue we, well, there was all these posters up and starring direct from new zealand party and maori well i then i was a bit upset you see so i went backstage to to after the show and i spoke to the agent and he, i said look it's party and maori club and he says if you want to cheapen yourself go right ahead and I says, yeah. um, what do you mean by that? You know, and he says, well, he says, in England, the word club, and on the continent, the word club means um, houses of ill repute. Um, well, I mean, I don't have to explain what they are. Um, and um, I just thought that um, 
being who you are, that, that you know, that I would drop the word club. That was a good enough excuse for me. Um, like three weeks ago, we had an, some American, uh, our American agent, come out just to look at the show for these um, for this this show in 1989, um, and he said the same thing. And so we had a special summit meeting about a week ago, and and then I once then expressed to the elders the wishes, you know, the reasons why I felt the word club should be dropped, and um, also I got the American agents to put it in writing to us, and they did, and. Um, so we have now decided to call ourselves Pātea Māori. Um, I think it's much sweeter and shorter anyway. And <laughs> after all this is finished, after, after the world premieres, the launching and so on, what, 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 what sort of musical direction are you going to be taking? Are there, what, what sort of avenues are there left that you'd like to explore mm. and perhaps you'd like to record? Or OK, the, the, the whole thing wasn't a drop in the ocean. I mean, what Ngoi and I wanted was to have two companies, and we now have officially... Um, we are now an, uh, an official Māori Theatre Trust. Uh, in fact, probably the second one now, with a legal entity, and we were able to function just like limbs, like the New Zealand Opera Company, etc., etc. Um, so we're about to have our board of directors appointed very soon. Um, and... The whole idea of this whole project was to have two companies, okay? One from Tokomaru Bay that did the same songs um, and one from Pātea. And these two companies were, you know, initially to tour the world just doing nothing but this already 100% contrived, conceived show. And that's exactly what I intend to do. Um, 1989, we'll see the first company go on a very extensive world tour, in fact, probably 12 weeks um, of which the major part will be America because um, America, the reason, reasons why I want to go to America is because they pay you to sing in your language. Okay? And they pay you very well. They pay you um, the award rate for a start. They pay you... No uh, mates yeah, rates. Yeah, no mates rates. No, no, no Māori rates, I like to say sometimes. Um, um, and you get... Um, the same benefits as an opera of Ireland singer, etc., etc. That's the basic. Of course, it's our first negotiation with them, so we'll be starting with you know on a basic wage. But the whole object was that it was to offer employment for a company. Now we've got thirty people going. It's a big group with all expenses paid, airfares return, um, and and so it's a huge undertaking to get this a group of that size. Naturally, I asked for 50, but, you know, um, I'd love to. You know, I want to take auntie, uncle and all the relations. We all want to do that. But then when you wheedle it down to the ones that actually sing and perform and put everything in it, I mean, one has to be realistic. Um, I'm negotiating at this point in time to take Karapu Whairangi with us and Moana Jackson, um, you know, as support acts. Um, but the tour will, um, we have to do 90 minutes. I mean, the show has to go for 90 minutes, which is a, a long undertaking for a company to be on stage. I mean, 90 minutes non-stop. Are we going to see it performed here in Aotearoa? Um, probably not, because um, the, we, they haven't got the money. You know, we, we haven't got the money. Um, I, I've, you know, in the production, we've got some more men, and we've got some um, half men and half tuatara. Right, because this, because um, this young boy um, is totally persecuted by Mount uh, Mount Taranaki. In fact, when he becomes hallucinated with drugs and things like this, he has these visions of this mouth, this mountain sort of parting, and it just swallows him up whole. Um, he is um, continuously haunted by um, uh, by uh, Tekahu Iriri. Right, who are his Ngarodu roots, the flying men of Ka, and, and so his Tupuna come down and totally try to annihilate him because of, of the bad things he's doing. And so it, it is a collection of sort of, I've always read comic book heroes. So there's three parts of this project. There's a musical. There's also, we're putting out an animated cartoon of it as well. Um, I don't know whether, did you see the last cover of Tutanata? Can't recall. Mm, well, on on the last cover to Tanata, which was, which was the unfortunately the swan song of the magazine, um, the cover of, of of our album is on there, and there's um, men riding moors, um, and people sort of say, "Oh, you've got the most, you know, way out imagination." Well, Rooker Broughton, my my co-martyr before he died, um, and his thesis for Victoria University on uh, Ngarodu. Right, um, he always told me about um, the Moor men and that uh, Teatiawa in, in northern Taranaki actually domesticated the Moor. He personally knew of a Kuya and a Koro who, um, in, in their Waiata, 
um, in their kōrero were always talking about their pet moa bird and that they actually um, used it as a pack bird and when they were kids they used to ride on the thing. Right, I mean, and so these are things that have been handed down and down and down, and these are all part and parcel of um, this musical poie. Kelda, an archival recording from 1988 with Henare Te Ua and Delvanius Prime. Now you can go to our website, you can re-listen to that kōrero, and in fact, you can go and listen to any of our shows. The website address is radionz.co.nz forward slash te ahika. And remember, you can always contact myself or Justine. We're at te ahika at radionz.co.nz. Katsukuna tera taonga kōrero ki Taranaki Whanui. A special mention to the whānau of Nani Hui Kahu, who died on the 27th of April and was buried at Waiotsuri Marae Pātea. He mihi aroha ki tōku whanaunga uh, Arnold Manaki Wilson nō nai tūhoi te arawa. He tohunga toi Māori, he tauira uh, Gordon Tovey. Arnold died Wednesday, May the 2nd. He lay at Awataha Marae on the North Shore in Auckland and returned to Ruatuki for burial. Next week we'll have an archival recording from him. Aleira ani pahuru huriwai with this week's Whakatauki. Whakatauki that we have, uh, ko, te, ko te tangata i akuana ki te kainga, tauana ki te marae. Mama noiho. Our, our tupuna have all the answers. They still got the answers. But kei a rātou tonu ngā, ngā huarahi mō tātou. Hey Terawiki, mai te hiko o te ika ki te upoko o te ika. We have coverage from the Hikoi, the state assets one, that has gone from Kaitaia down to Wellington. And I have a chat to Māori comedian, hard case fella, Gish. Hey, and it's a big harihurito to the Māori iwi station, te upoko o te ika. That's here in Whanganui Atara. Kua huri rātou ki te Ruatekau Marima this weekend. They celebrated their 25th anniversary tauki. And it's New Zealand Music Month slash Māori Music Month. Go out there, support gigs, buy up large folks. Every Tiahika this month will end the show with our favourite Aotearoa Waiata, beginning with one of my favourites from the 70s, Golden Harvest. By the way, I'd never heard of these fellows. He mihi tēnei ki ngā kaikōrero i tēnei wiki, uh, Tūlavi Hodgkinson and all the kaumātua who attended the kaumātua hākinakina nā mihi. And to all the folks up in Te Taitokirau who looked after me while I was up there last week, he mihi aroha ki a kaitakatoa. Mena kai rā wiki wiki mihini, he mihi. Hoki mai hei tērā rātapu. Mai te whanau atiahi kā kia tātou katoa. Mauri ora.